Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star review and <laughs> hit the like button. I'm going to address that in a second, but I have to introduce myself first. It's your girl. It's DJ Becky DJ Mackey P. Michaela Perkins and, of course, Shonda Paz. Shawnee with the braids. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I need a nickname at some point. Shawnee with the braids. Shawnee with the braids. It's going to be a really interesting nickname when the braids are out. Well, you just have to keep them in for the rest yeah, of your life. I guess so. Breaking just news. for you. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. I see you in the comments. What's up, Charles? What's up, Daniel? Scroll up, Bubble Shane. Roaring Fork, Chris, Elizabeth. Happy Friday, everybody. What's popping? Wait, Roaring Fork said, I rescheduled my lunch on Fridays so I can, so I can be here for SGP and Mag. Let's fucking go. Appreciate you. Oh my it. God. That's an epic thing. Thank you so much for doing that. That just made my entire day. <laughs> um, full transparency. I'm going to be in Nashville in like T minus 12 hours, give or take. And um, I'm really excited to get there. So if I'm talking really fast, it's just because I'm so excited to get to Nashville. So forgive me. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I, I'm, I'm going to take my sweet time. You're going to take your sweet time? Just, just for you. If I'm late to the airport and I miss my flight, I'm blaming you. It all is right. all Sean's fault. <laughs> I'll just drive you to Nashville. Um, We're super excited for today's episode. You guys asked us a bunch of questions online, and we are going to answer them. But before we answer your questions, got to give a shout out to our friends at Four Peaks Brewery. Once I get to the airport, I will be finding the closest bar and sitting my butt down and enjoying a cold, crisp Four Peaks beer at the airport. What terminal are you flying out of? Three. I think that's where the Four Peaks is. I think it is too. I think that's where yeah. the Four Peaks Brewery is. You'll catch me there. If you're at the uh, Phoenix International Airport. Just, just for the vibes. <laughs> I will be sitting at the Four Peaks Brewery in the airport. Super excited about it. Um, enjoying my favorite hazy IPA, of course. But if uh, catching flights is not really your speed. I mean, Shane but just got real zesty behind the thing. Is, because of, what? <laughs> Shane was getting real zesty behind the Mac because of Four Peaks. He was, he was getting, getting turned up because, because of the hazy. Um, oh. If you want to participate in their beer can derby, it's happening uh, tomorrow, February 25th on the 8th Street Pub in Tempe. You can pit, pick up your kit to make it now. And you will have to show us if you can make the fastest beer can in the Valley. You can sign up by going to fourpeaks.com slash events. If you're going to enjoy a Four Peaks beer, remember you must be 21 years or older to enjoy it responsibly. Also want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Burrito Express. This week was Burrito Express week in the office. And I love all of our food partners. Don't get me wrong. Everyone is amazing. Maybe too much. But Burrito Express week is my favorite week in the office. Yeah, it also tends to uh, push you towards felonious activities. (laughs) And thievery. I haven't stolen a burrito or salsa in a, like a couple months. Give me some credit here, okay? <laughs> That's the bar. I have not. It's um, been six <laughs> days since I have committed a crime. 
Um, so thank you so much to Burrito Express for bringing in your delicious burritos. I had the steak, potato, and cheese. Yep. Oh, oh my god, Bro, so good. I was all on <laughs> Shane was just was very startled by the sound you just made. It was so but good. It was Burrito so Express. Good. Um, that's why I turned into a zombie. Um, that's actually it's funny they have like zombie kids painted on the wall outside because they're like hungover students. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, turned me into a zombie. The steak is. Gas though. I was gas. big on the I was I was a big breakfast supreme guy, which is still also gas. But the steak has staked its claim. Can you speak English? Well, I was okay? I, I yeah. clipped over I, I, my pun. I, I know I, I see what happened there. Um, yeah, we also you. want to give a shout out to Breeder Express because they just signed two new NIL athletes. They yeah. signed Elijah Badger from ASU football and softball softball doosh, star doosh, Jasmine Hill. Doosh. Who does nothing but hit bombs. So super excited for those. Uh, they're going to be receiving some cash clothes and, of course, burritos. Check out your local Burrito Express. They got a couple locations throughout the valley. Pick up a steak, potato, and cheese burrito because mm. it's a really freaking bomb. Um, Roaring Fork saying that I'm going to be paving the way for the PHNX takeover Nashville in 2023 NHL draft. You bet your bottom dollar that's what I'm doing. I'm so excited to go out to Nashville for the NHL draft. I just um, think hockey and Nashville are like my two favorite things in the entire planet. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of both. I think it's just a, it's a little crazy. I didn't get an invite on the the Perkins family trip to Nashville, but <laughs> my mom does love you. If she's oh. watching the show, which she normally does, she will tell you in the comments that she adores you. Does she like me more? I, um, probably not. I think you uh, have a little bit of an edge because you helped me move into yeah, my apartment when uh, I first came enough. back to Phoenix. But Sean's c climbing up there. I haven't met your mom yet. Moms love me. She has met your cat. I Facetimed her while oh, I was watching oh, yeah. Baby, and oh, she yeah. is a big fan. So. Uh, yeah, no, like I guess moms love me i'm sure once i actually get to meet her i will i will take over for shame um all right let's get into the questions that you asked online because we are going down in the dms thank you guys for respectfully sliding into the dms and also at my twitter and in our members only discord for your questions if you happen to have a question while this show is going on drop it in the chat and we'll call an audible and answer your question i know this probably goes right over your head but i think of yg every time we do this segment yg yeah why uh, I can't remember the lyric. It goes down in the DM. It go. Why no. do you think that, that would that go is, over that my head? That is not YG. Who, who is it? That's. Uh, Are you sure YG's not in that song? He might be, but that's. Uh, oh, what's his name? Yo Gotti, my yeah, That's Yo YG. Why do you think that would go over my head? I know that song. Because well, you didn't know what I was talking about at first. But I guess I also did say the wrong person. So. Hand okay. Up. Um, our first question coming in from the one, the only, the goat, Chris. Shout out, Mama Chris, for this question. She asked me on Twitter, "Can we discuss the whole new slew of Cardinals coordinators? I would love a one to ten rating on all of them." I also have to know your reaction to VJ's new job. All right, well, <laughs> we'll tackle that in a minute. Um, starting off with the Cardinals coordinators. Yes, it is true. We have many new coordinators in town. Specifically, though, I want to focus on the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator because they just had their introductory press conferences this this week. You tried um, to take shots at me for not being. Able I know to speak. I'm struggling. I'm really excited about Nashville. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna get it together, everyone. Um, words are hard sometimes, you know. Um, Drew Petzing, the offensive coordinator, who was formerly the quarterbacks coach of the Browns, is um, here. He had his press conference this week. And then Nick Rallis is the defensive coordinator, who was formerly the linebackers coach with the Eagles. And um, I got a lot out of their introductory press conferences, but I wanted to throw this out here, Sean, and get your reaction to it. So their first time head coach, Jonathan mm -hmm. Gannon, is 40 years old, one of the youngest head coaches in the league. His first time defensive coordinator is 29, the youngest coordinator in the NFL. And his offensive coordinator, Drew Petzing, is just 35. 
if you combine Jonathan Gannon and his defensive coordinator's age together, they're still younger than Bruce Arians. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, <laughs> so obviously there's a theme here with his coordinators. They mm. are very young. Are we concerned at all that there's going to be a 35-year-old in charge of a 23, $230 million franchise quarterback? I just I just can't get over you taking a shot at me and then just forgetting how to speak English. Um, is there a concern? I mean, yeah. I mean, I can, naturally, there's going to be a little bit of concern about mainly the lack of experience. I'd rather it be this way than having a quarterback who played last year as the the quarterback coach for a future Hall of Fame quarterback mm. in like they're doing in Denver. Um, but, uh, I mean, it, there's pros and cons to it, obviously. The, the lack of experience is concerning, but I, I, I believe Rallis was the one that had a quote, something along the lines of, of experience is not yeah. like ability. I forget exactly the words he used, but just because you have experience doesn't mean that you're good at He said good experience does not determine success. Yes, yeah. Like it, it, just because you've had experience doesn't mean you're going to be good, and just because you haven't doesn't mean you're going to be bad. Yeah. Um, I do think that having a young guy, um, it's just it, that's the wave that like that's where coaching staffs are going. They're going to be younger, and if I was going to sit here and pretend and be concerned about the age of these people, I would have to be concerned about ASU too because they're doing damn near the same thing. And I'm yeah. not. I think it's the right move. Um, so I, I I think if if this fails, it's not going to be because of these guys' age or their lack of experience. Yeah, I think there's definitely some merit to that. And I think, you know, the concern for the age of the coordinators and the coaching staff in general was definitely a theme in the yeah. introductory press conferences for each of these guys. Um, and Jonathan Gannon said himself at uh, his press conference with his new DC that, quote, I'm really not worried about their age. I'm worried about if they can serve the players and get the job done. Yeah. Um, kind of going back to what Rallis said, like experience is not determine success, like if you can be a leader of men and you can be schematically advanced and you can do all the things that you need to do as a first year coordinator, then that's great. But, you know, there is some merit to the defense that says, you know, experience does aid in being a good For coordinator sure. because you've seen a lot, you know how to handle a lot, you know how to make adjustments on the fly. And, you know, a lot of that experience is lacking with these coordinators. And so, I definitely think there are going to be some bumps in the roads. I'm not bump in the road. I'm not going to lie. Like it's going to be a little tumultuous, I think, as they're trying to iron out some of these um, new things that they're experiencing as first time coordinators and a first time head coach. Um, I personally was in the boat of I would have rather seen him go in the opposite direction and hire coordinators with a little bit more experience. Um, just considering the fact that he is a first-time NFL head coach, and you're always taking a flyer yeah. when you hire a first-time head coach. So I was hoping that maybe he would surround himself with some people who have been there, done that, can help guide him and shape him shape him as a coach, and also you know make sure that they're really locked down schematically and are doing what they need to to put together a really comprehensive offense and defense. So I don't know. I'm a little worried. I'm a little stressed about it. Yeah, I understand that. Hey. Hi. Uh, just to play devil's advocate, Cliff Kingsbury did the same thing. Well, that's what I was going to say. So uh, I, uh, the reason why I'm kind of sick of hiring old defensive coordinators specifically yeah. is because they're stuck in their ways. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows the, the Vic Fangio cover six. Everybody does it now. Mm -hmm. uh, things change year every year. It's good to have a head start. So I don't mind the young hiring here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's I, fair. Um, like I said, and I guess I, there's a chance that we're a little biased because we've been Burned. in the ASU world for the last few months where they have been doing this exact thing. But obviously it's all going to, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. We're going to learn. They're going to have to play games. Um, so I, I understand concern with it, but I lean towards it being a good move 
Yeah. I think if we're going to rate these hires on a scale of one to 10, I'm hesitant to go very much higher than like middle of the road for each. I think I would probably give Nick Rallis a little bit of a higher score than Drew Petzing just because he just won a Super Bowl. You know, the uh, Eagles linebackers for the most part were pretty solid the entire year. Um, so I'd probably go like maybe like a six or seven for Rallis and maybe like a five for Petzing just because, I mean, uh, the Browns working with. Deshaun Watson, well, and Baker. Well, that's Mayfield. why I was going to give Petzing a pretty high grade, to be honest, because specifically when you get into this first year, they're going to be in a, like a relatively, obviously a very different, but in a lot of ways, very similar situation that the Browns were in last year in the sense that you're going to have to bridge the first half of the season until you get to yeah. whoever your starter is. And I mean, Jacoby Brissett had one of his best years ever as a pro under Petzing last year before Deshaun Watson came back. So... Like if if he could do that and just bridge the gap until they get to Kyler, um, I I think it could end up being a good move. I like that that um, Petzing has had a lot of experience coaching different positions, so he's a very well rounded um, offensive coordinator in that sense. And I mean, he understands the value of Kyler Murray. Um, I was gonna give Petzing a seven and Rollis a six. Him being like it does concern me a little bit when I look up. Like, I look somebody up, and their pictures are of them playing, like, five years ago. And I'm like, yeah, but also, you haven't like, been here that long. They have the chemistry. Like, Gannon and Rollis have a chemistry. Yeah, no, that's that's together. that's fair. Um, I, 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 I like the hires. Like I said, I would probably give Petzing a seven, Rollis a six. But I think I, I do think that they are pretty good hires. Okay, that's fair. That's fine. I'm not saying that they're bad hires. Um, yeah. Jose giving me a hard time in the comments saying the boo the old mindset of not trusting the youth to do a job. It's not that I don't trust the youth. If anyone trusts the youth, it's me. <laughs> because I've had personal experience of people putting in a massive amount of trust in me and I being like 23 years old and accomplishing a lot. It's not that I don't have faith in them. I'm just saying that I think there are bound to be <laughs> extra hurdles that they have to jump over because of their age and their experience that I don't think you would get if you had coordinators with a little bit more experience, but that's not taking a notch out of them. Like that's just what's yeah. going to happen when you're 29 years old and in charge of an entire defense of an NFL team. And like, you know what the show needs? A sound effect that goes preach girl. Preach girl. Preach girl. Um, just I'm, I'm not trying to take away from them. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they can't do a good job. I think that they can do a good job. I'm just saying that there's going to be some hurdles that they yeah. have to add to their obstacle course of a race that they're going to run because of their age. Yeah. And I don't know if I necessarily love that when the organization has already had so many bumps along the way so yeah. far. And then, but maybe this is the perfect time for it to happen because we don't know how long Kyler Murray's going to be out. Yeah. That we was the last thing I was going to say. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was uh, the last thing I was going to say was that if there there's a the, this is a perfect job to have two young first time coordinators because you have a year where no one's really expecting anything of you. Yeah, like you're going to have a year ground. to kind of learn on the job. Um, so by the time they are in a position to actually win or anything, like they'll have experience as coordinators at that point, presumably. Um, Kobe Brissett's going eight and two with this team before Kyler Murray comes back. We all know this. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like, well, I, I don't hate that. I never even thought about Jacoby coming here, but I, 
Like I said, he had his best year as a pro last year. I was joking with Johnny. That's the reason why they hired him, so they could get Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> uh, not a terrible idea. I wouldn't hate to see it. Um, uh, One quick thing I did want to mention is uh, the Cardinals did hire the former Rich defensive Rod. line coach from Arizona State, Robert Rodriguez, which I love that move. I love getting to see the pipeline from ASU to Cardinals, whoever it is, whether it's a player like you know Benjamin or like a coach. Like I think it's so cool that they are able to kind of keep them here in the Valley. Yeah. Um, he does have a little bit more experience. Uh, he was with the Vikings for a little bit and then ASU, obviously. So he's been around a little bit longer than these other two guys. So that does give me. <laughs> yeah. And I, I tweeted this yesterday and it goes to the, to young to the young guys for a slightly different reason. But uh, he's like the perfect guy you want in an organization that's trying to rebuild its culture. Yeah. And I mean, and these young guys, um, obviously, like we've talked about at length, that there's concerns about it. But on the other hand, being that young will inject a new at the very least new, if not better, um, energy into the organization. And I think that's good. Um, Mikey Desert Cardinal saying we are getting Gardner Minshew, not Brissette. Inject it. I'll take that too. I'll take it Give me Gardner Minshew. Um, one thing that, uh, to piggyback off of Sean, is you, you talk about commanding the locker room and just wanting a guy that people can relate to. Obviously, mm -hmm. the young factor is good, but guys like Nesta Jade Silvera, yes. who are even just at ASU for a year, are quote tweeting this and just talking so highly about Rodriguez and yeah. Nesta said he's the best coach he's ever had and he was only there for a year. He yeah. played at Miami for most of his career. Like he's just and he was such, giving him that praise before last season. He's just like all you saw from the defensive line was praising of this guy. Yeah. So I think this is probably the best hire they could have made at that position group. Yeah, I agree for sure. So overall, we won't really know until hindsight's 2020. We have to see how this coaching staff plays out, and thankfully, they have a little bit of experimental time to do it. The bar is on the floor. The so, the floor. <laughs> All right, let's get into our next question. Oh, you're question. not going to acknowledge the second part of that original oh, question? Okay, fine. <laughs> um, I feel like I needed to... I'll I just say this, because this is the Phoenix Sports Podcast, and I don't want to dwell on this. Vance Joseph is like a rash you cannot get rid of, <laughs> and I would prefer to get some ointment and get rid of this rash forever, <laughs> but unfortunately, the ointment is not available, so we it's are herpes. stuck with a rash. <laughs> it's not going away. Um, Yeah, it's unfortunate, and I'm a little beside myself, and I could go on a rant for an hour about why this is the dumbest decision in the history of decisions but we're gonna leave it th at I just, that i can't i can't help but laugh general at your organization hiring davis webb as the quarterback coach and then pj's coming that shit is just hilarious i just me. i can't i if i talk about it i get angry and <laughs> i just don't want to get angry i want to be in a good headspace <laughs> when i'm on this flight to nashville so we're just gonna leave it at that um thank you vance joseph for being a rash that i wish i could get rid of um <laughs> all right <laughs> next question coming from daniel a great question by the way he asks, is this the best month for Arizona sports in recent memory with the Katie trade, a new Cardinals head coach, Coyotes picking up points, and the D-backs reporting for spring training with good core of young players? I'm pretty excited about this past month. Yeah. It's been electric in the Valley. Yeah. Um, even today, Brian Windhorst was on ESPN talking about how um, the energy surrounding the Phoenix Suns has done a complete, like, 180, and there's, like, a buzz about this team. I... I mean, oh my God, this pat this February has been freaking am amazing. Yeah, I mean, I can't. The last time that there's been any kind of energy even close to this in the valley since I since I've been here at least is is the finals run. Um, yeah. And now you're getting that tenfold in a lot of ways because I mean, I think for a lot of Suns fans, getting KD is is a finals run. Like, it, yeah, that's the expectation now. Um, yeah, absolutely. And. I would have I've only obviously been here for a couple of years. I have to imagine there hasn't been it's been a while since there's been this kind of excitement around the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, the Coyotes part 
depends on who you ask because I'm picking up points may not necessarily be the best thing. Um, but they are still right in the thick of, despite the fact that they were picking up points, they're still right in the thick of the the tank, so of the yeah. race for Bedard. So ultimately, we got to see some pretty good hockey recently, and there's still a good chance we get Connor Bedard or at least a top three pick, um, which is the goal. Um, so, no, wait, did the Broncos hire Joe Lombardi? Oh my God, you are you, you guys. Uh, no, I did not. Oh, you guys yeah. are just let's pick the worst coaches possible. That's hilarious. To be fair, Lombardi. <laughs> And Peyton like have worked, so yeah, that's that's fine. You're kidding. <laughs> Tocher shouldn't be talking with the head coach he has, so I'm, that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, it's fine. We're anyways, not gonna talk about it. anyways, um, moving on. Um, if we're talking recent history, I think as a collective among all four sports at the same time, this is probably one of my favorite months yeah. that I've personally experienced recently. I think the only thing that you come close, as you said, was the finals run um, two seasons ago. But even then, that was very sun centric, and yeah. I understand that this is a sun's town. So, like when the suns are doing well, the town is doing well. Yeah, it's, um, the, it's the whole state. I mean, it's not <laughs> even just the valley because, like, you go down to Tucson, they're feeling good about their athletics. Like, yeah, the basketball sure. team, pretty damn good. Football team, seemingly on the right track. Obviously, ASU athletics are, in a, a generally speaking, a, a very good place. And then, yeah, all like we just talked about, all the pro teams, like it's Rising's coming back soon. They're getting their new stadium. Like everything is is on the up. We're buzzing. We're buzzing, baby. Buzzing, Diana baby. Taurasi and BG resigned. Yep, exactly. So. ASU women's basketball won a game for the they first won time a game. in Wow, in great job, ASU women's basketball. <laughs> they won a game over the team that eliminated them from the Pac-12 tournament last year, too. So that's a dub, especially um, considering all the things So, that yeah, I mean, honestly, to answer Daniel's question, I definitely think this is one of the best months for Absolutely. Arizona sports in recent memory. I mean, I can't, like, I just, I'm trying to think out of the seven years that I've lived here, if anything has really come close to this like level yeah. of excitement, I don't think I can. Like, no, and I mean, I've said this before. I grew up a diehard Red Sox fan. I don't know that I've ever come into a baseball season as excited about the Red Sox as I'm coming into this season excited, excited about, about the D-backs. Like, yeah, I, I'm so excited I am about the thoroughly, like, I am ja- I cannot wait for opening day. Like, I... I I, I am all the way here for it. Your, um, your Seattle Mariners are playing baseball in about eight minutes. Um, this yeah. is the Phoenix Sox Podcast, play today. everyone. Um, um, I... I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of like bright spots in the valley that like really got me excited. Like, it's Taylor just, Hall trade when it happened got me excited. But obviously, this is like yeah. not including hindsight being 2020. This is just, just like, an aligning the of the planets. Like, like it's Taylor it's Hall getting traded here got me excited. Um, Chris Paul coming D-Hop, here yeah. got me excited. D Hop coming here got me excited. Kyler Murray getting drafted number one got me excited. Herm Edwards got me excited. Getting obviously, <laughs> I'm not saying that this is the how I feel about it now, but. Um, yeah, just, just those are like little bright yes. individual moments, but nothing collectively like this. And it just gets me so like, I'm so amped. Like I'm so amped to watch Suns games, watching Coyotes games aren't as miserable as I anticipated <laughs> them to be. Um, I'm so excited for D-back season and we have a bunch of D-backs questions coming up. So stick in here with us baseball fans. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that this is one of the best I'll have to say. Yeah, I know. I can't think of uh, damn for damn sure since I've been here, it's the it's the most energy I've seen around Valley Sports. Can since I? I've moved here. I think collectively, Suns fans are going to lose their minds the first time Katie plays. Yeah, shit, I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm, like, I'm I, gonna cry. I, I mean, I'm a Suns fan, I guess, but like <laughs> I I I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I'm a diehard like the like a lot of Suns fans, and I, I a, am I'm juiced. I got a Converse shoe in my childhood bedroom signed by KD when I was. 10 when he came here oh, to yeah. play with the oh, Thunder. There you go. Pretty dope. Um, yeah, so it's he's crazy. definitely not playing today. I wasn't. Um, I was 16. Probably <laughs> not Sunday. So the earliest maybe we'd see him is Wednesday. Um, and unfortunately, the one thing that I hate about that, though, is that they're away games. Yeah. They don't come back until March 8th, I think. So the possibility of him debuting in Phoenix is very unlikely, yeah. which is kind of a bummer. I would 
love to see Katie's first game be a home game in Phoenix, but at least they'll be able to work on a little chemistry by the time they get back and they can they can ball at footprint. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Um, next question coming from Major Nelson. What would Michaela and Sean rather have happen? A Suns twenty twenty three World Championship or the Coyotes with the number one pick in the twenty twenty three NHL draft? Listen. I love this question. Yeah, so do I. Um, I think they're apples and oranges. Yeah. The two things. Obviously, 10 times out of 10, you take the championship. Yes. I think any franchise in the history of sport would trade away the first overall draft pick if they knew they were going to win a championship that, that year. Yeah. Um, selfishly, as the producer of the Coyote Show and a with a trip to Nashville on the line, I would love for the Arizona or Coyotes to have the first overall pick. Um, but you can't turn down a parade, man. Like, yeah. like just to go be able to go to a parade and have a ring and everything that like just the vibes around the city. It's hard to turn that down. But yeah. Listen, selfishly, it'd be pretty awesome to have ten years of Connor Bedard tearing yeah. apart the NHL in a Kachina. Connor Bedard is a franchise altering player. I will go to my grave saying that. Yeah, I genuinely right. believe that this kid is one of the most talented kids we've seen come up through the NHL draft in a really long time. But you know what also alters franchises? Championships. Championships. Yes. Well, I'm, will you let me finish my thoughts? I'm, I'm just saying, I was <laughs> finishing your sentence. I would be so ecstatic. Nothing would make my hockey heart happier than seeing Connor Bedard in an Arizona Coyotes jersey. But when you're giving me the option between Connor Bedard in a Coyotes jersey or the Suns winning a championship, no doubt in my mind I'm taking that Suns championship. The Suns have... A special place in my heart. They've never done it before. I've been shattered and heartbroken and will never step foot in the city of Milwaukee. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it, I'm just ready for them to win this championship. I yeah. want it so bad for the city. I want it so bad for the fans. I want it so bad for Devin Booker. I want it so bad for Monty. I want it so bad for James Jones. Like, the I want list it goes for KD on and on. more than anybody, to be honest. I want it for yeah. KD because I want him to win a ring that people can't discount. I mean, Trump, people yeah. still will try to. But, um, and Roman Ford guys, how many parades Bedard would bring? Who knows? And that's the problem. Yeah. Um, the fact of the matter is the last franchise talent that, that got drafted in the NHL was Connor McDavid, and he hasn't done jack shit. Well, Him and Austin nah, Matthews. What? They haven't done What do you mean what? They haven't done anything. Like, just because you have a generational talent does not mean you're going to win a fran win a ring. That's uh, the fact of the matter. Especially in hockey, it's really hard to win championships <laughs> in that sport. Okay, let's amend the statement. They ha it's not that they haven't done anything. They well, are they done anything very talented person. But they haven't done anything. Like they, they have not accomplished won a championship. anything. Yeah, they've that's, done that's amazing the things but in hockey. I was I was talking about it in the context of a championship because Warren oh. Fork asked how many parades Bedard would bring. Like they have not accomplished anything as it, as their teams have not accomplished anything. Um, Personally, it's a different story. There's, yeah, obviously they're, they're the two best players in hockey. But okay, I just want to make sure we yeah, were. Yes, I'm not discounting we how good they are. <laughs> but just having having the best player in hockey does not mean it's not it's not the NBA. Yeah. Having the best player on the th the thing does, in the league does not automatically make you a contender. Yeah. Um, it at least can't even get out of the first round. It, it also it, it it comes with the question about Kevin Durant and the trade because so many people get upset about the McHale and Cam thing and mm -hmm. what is the point of being a fan? It's and and owning a franchise. It's to win, win, a, win, a, championship. Yeah, win a championship. You would sell everything to win one. We just saw the Rams do it. Yeah, like. If you win a championship, literally nothing else matters. I mean, that I, happens. Yeah, I feel like I, I bring this up once a week, but PHNX Coyotes podcast they had. Bill Armstrong on, and he talked about it because when he was with the Blues, they traded Tage Thompson to the Buffalo Sabres for Ryan O'Reilly. Tage Thompson's currently leading, or is third in the NHL in goals, I believe. He had a hat trick last night um, in a win over the defending Eastern Conference champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. 
pretty good at hockey, but you know what the Blues got? A championship, and he said he would do it every single time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You got one goal is to win a ring. Um, and having McCall and Cam here, I didn't guarantee you anything. Having Bedard, I didn't guarantee you anything. Only thing that can guarantee you a ring is to win 16 games in the playoffs. All you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, checking in on the comments, Gabriel saying we need a championship now. Definitely taking the Suns option. Charles Weddle-Pike on the same page. I'm a Yotes diehard, but I would definitely take the Suns championship. Um, <laughs> Gabriel also saying I'll be out there getting dehydrated and sunburned during the summer championship parade. I'll be right there with you. My butt will be wherever that championship parade is, sweating, dying of heat exhaustion because I would never miss that. Um, Connor Brum saying Suns would mean more to the city. I definitely agree. Big Baby Sports saying no more excuses for Devin Booker, Chris Paul. They had to get it done. I absolutely yep. agree. It's freaking do or die time. Like I don't even want to manifest it or talk about it or think about what happens if they don't do it this year because it's not an option. They yeah. have to do it. Like this is it. Like you have the pieces that you've needed. The bench is a little scary, but you have. Um, <laughs> 85% of what you need <laughs> if yeah. you don't include the bench you have to do it now I will say this how are you supposed to hold the parade in the middle of June in the middle of the summer in Arizona like how is that have they thought like what are they gonna do I don't know here you go people will fire truck spray people. spray people let's do it Tempe Town Lake and just do it on like the water like, yeah, that doesn't change the fact that the people aren't in the like. It's still going to be hot as shit. Everyone can my get point. on kayaks and paddle boats and just paddle that seems out there. Like no one will drown. <laughs> there's <laughs> no, <laughs> there's no danger there. A parade, <laughs> maybe middle of the week. You can take a Tempe Town break, eat a Tempe Town steak. Uh, at Tempe Town Lake. Uh, at Tempe Town Lake. <laughs> Roaring Fork saying, "Mag would need a mobile IV." A well, I bake. absolutely would need a mobile IV. I'm a baby when it comes to that kind of stuff, but I would do it for the Suns. I. Have been a part and have seen a championship parade before. Be dancing and during the Tempe Town Shake. It is mm. unmissable. You cannot miss a championship parade Don't when it happens in your hard. city. You'll I think Pedro Town said, break. "I'll fly back home for the parade." Absolutely. Yeah. No. I would. I. I gotta do. Like. <laughs> I would do anything for a parade. I just. I just want to throw Devin Booker a beer. Yeah. Before Peaks beer, obviously. I Same want them to win because I have so much Tempe Town stake in the team. Mm. Um, Lindsay said I would 100% be on Central. I'd see you there, Linz. I'd be right there with you. And you could you... sit on my shoulders and we could just like watch the parade together. And we could celebrate with a Tempe Town kick. Yeah, and if you're rooting against the Suns, you're a Tempe Town fake. Can we stop, please? I don't know what is happening, <laughs> but the inside joke, like, we got to drop There's it. no inside joke. We're just changing the word lake to rhymes. All right, well, we're done with that. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Max Tempe Town Lots fake. of hydration stations, Charles Woodall Pike. Yeah, it would be interesting to see how they manifest or how they put together they a parade. Call on the U.S. government to turn on the weather machine make it rain. I'm about to walk off the set. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> Are we good? Are we done? I can't think of I can't think of a punt. I can't think of a rhyme. It wasn't with even a pun. He just interrupted. You. You're about to catch this coffee Me? in your face, both of you. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's go on to our next question before I decide to leave. Um, actually, before we do that, let's talk about DraftKings. I lied. <laughs> um, if you want to bet the chances of me walloping Sean and Shane while the show is happening live, you can probably Gator. do it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. They've got everything you need odds-wise. No, any sports, anything you're looking for. You could bet on soccer, cricket, whatever you're the wanting. XFL, baby. The odds of me kicking Sean and Shane's ass while we're alive on air are probably on the Zero. DraftKings Sportsbook app. That is not on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can't bet on that. Um, and if it was, it would be plus <laughs> $8 million. Have either of you won any money on the DraftKings Sportsbook app? I won recently? money last night on your St. Louis Battlehawks. Kaka is the law. Oh, my God. <laughs> AJ McCarron is the future. Um... And the XFL is fun, and it's a lot more fun when you have money on it. 
I have yet to watch a uh, XFL game. I don't know if I'm going to be able out. to. No, you're not. It's yes, terrible. you are. No, you're. He's doing. The product. The product is bad. I, I, the I, games are so much fun to no, watch. No, they're not. Yes, they are. I watched. Have... A, you can't say they aren't. First off, everyone's entitled to their opinion, and I watched it last night, and I had a lot of fun. Sean, you are the last person to say everyone's entitled to their opinion, Mister. <laughs> you are objectively everyone's entitled wrong. to their wrong. Or their wrong opinion. Your, um, your opinion is wrong. No, the, it's not. The product is bad. Yeah, it's bad, but it's fun to have on in the background. No, I watched it intently. Were you high? That's neither here nor there. I'm always high. Uh, um, I enjoyed it because they, A, is super transparent and they test things and they make it fun. And B, because they endorse betting. And so the whole time, I'm not wondering, wait, what was the over-under that I had bet on? Because they have it right there on the screen. Um, so the DraftKings Sportsbook app and the XFL are a match made in heaven. There you go. Um, Matt giving a beat down minus 200. I like those odds. I'll take them. Um, <laughs> count me in. If you want to get in on the betting action on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, now you absolutely have to. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code PHNX when you sign up. New, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only add the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligible restrictions apply. See our show notes for details all right let's get on to our next question because uh, we have some baseball questions to yep. talk about and it is baseball season in case you didn't know so our girl elizabeth asking what d-backs do you think need to show the most improvement from last season to make them contenders for a postseason spot um it's really easy to just blanket this answer and say the bullpen um literally anyone and everyone that if you're a bullpen pitcher like you gotta step it yeah. up what the frick was that last year but if we don't want to do the blanket answer of the bullpen, I think the most glaring, obvious answer is Cattell Marte. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think there are three answers here. I think it's Cattell Marte for three answers for three different reasons. Cattell Marte, Madison Bumgarner, or Mark Melanson. Um, a, because Mark Melanson was a part of that, that trio, but he was supposed to be, I guess, the best one of guys that just kept blowing games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cattell Marte, you spent a lot of money on him. He's supposed to be the, your franchise player. Um, or at least was supposed to before all these young kids showed up. Um, he's got to be better. Like he was, a, he, he's got to be better. He's got to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, and if he can, he can get to what he was a couple of years ago. Then this team becomes a lot more dangerous because um, I think he, we came into last season expecting him to be the best player on the team, and he was not even yeah, close. Yeah, not that. even close. Um, I was highly disappointed with what Cattell Marte had yeah. for us last season. So many errors. Def yeah. Like defensively, it was probably Cattell Marte's worst season. Yes. And it was very disappointing watching that, considering he just got that extension. Um, offensively, it was kind of hit or miss with him. When he yeah. was hot, he was hot. When he was cold, he was cold. And then the injury problems. And the injury proneness. But then you compound that with the defensive, the glaring defensive yeah. mistakes. And you were like, what? Who is that playing baseball right now? Because that is not the Cattell Marte that I have come to know. So yeah. as a whole, I was so disappointed with Cattell last year. And I'm hoping that. He can turn it around this year and really be a contributor to this team, clean up the defensive mistakes. I know probably switching positions like every other three games probably <laughs> kind of was not great for his development, but they have him now so solidly where he's supposed to be. No more defensive mistakes for the love of God. Um, stop getting we just we need to bubble wrap him and like no more injuries. Yeah. Um, and I think they they need someone like Cattell Marte because he's a veteran player in this lineup considering the age. Yep. Um, he has experience and he's supposed to be one of the franchise players like that is what they designated Cattell yeah. Marte to be. And he was not that last year. So 
I need Catal Marte to step it up. And I'm more invested in seeing him improve than I am like Madison Bumgarner yeah. because Madison Bumgarner, this is his last year with the team. Yeah. So if Madison Bumgarner gets better, I would hope to God that he would be able to manage a better season than last season. But if he doesn't, I think the D-backs have a way to overcome a bad outing that he might have. And um, I think like I'm not as invested in him as I would be in Cattell Marte because he really doesn't have a future with his team. Like yeah. I, there's no way he's going to be a diving back after the season. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel that I Cattell Marte, I think his ceiling is so high that like, yeah, if he can, if he can get back, it's only, but it's almost not even like improvement really. It's just returning to what we know he can be. Yeah. Um, but like in terms of his importance, like there's so there, there's a bunch of other guys in this team. And in terms of like the veteran leadership, like now you have a guy like Evan Longoria who can provide that. Um, someone had said it in the chat that like with with Madison Bumgarner, like we just can't take a loss every, every, right. every fifth game. Yeah. Um, you can kind of hide somebody in a lineup. You can't yeah. hide the starting pitcher. Um, and so I well, I agree with you that like for the future, you need you need to tell Marte to get back to what we know he can be. Yeah. But for this year, like if Madison Bumgarner can be obviously he's never going to be Madison Bumgarner again, but if he cannot be just downright bad, like he can be serviceable. This team is this, this team could be pretty good. Like it, it can be pretty good. And then, like I said, if Melanson can turn into like the closer he was supposed to be before he came here, this team is a playoff team last year. Yeah. The, the damn sure will be a playoff team this year. So, um, I, those are the, the big three to me. Um, a couple of people in the chat ma- mentioned um, Geraldo Perdomo. Like, yeah, if you can get if you can get a step from one of these guys who's not supposed to be a big contributor, and then they become a big contributor, like you saw last year with guys like with like Varsho, for example. Um, if he, if he shows up out of nowhere, then like that's a massive W. Um, so there's a handful of ways you could go with it, but um, I think the the three that I mentioned are the three that I'm focusing on. Obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Which brings up our next question. Um, where will the Diamondbacks finish at the end of the year? So um, that question came from Ryan. Thank you so much for your question, Ryan. Um, last year, the Diamondbacks finished fourth in the division with 74 wins and 88 losses. Pakoda has them finishing this year worse than they did last year at 71 and 91. That's ridiculous. Um, not how I'm not sure I feel about that. Actually, I do know exactly how I feel about that. <laughs> I think the Diamondbacks are going to be finishing third in the division this year. I think... Being realistic, they're definitely not going to be able to compete with the Dodgers and the Padres on paper are a good team, but the Padres are the Padres. And for whatever reason, they either just make it into the playoffs and then choke or they just miss the playoffs. Um, So I'm not um, obviously, but obviously on paper, the Padres and the Dodgers are like beasts, like behemoths, Mm. like they are really good rosters. So I don't necessarily think realistically it's, um, fair to say that the Diamondbacks as of right now, without seeing them play baseball yet, will finish ahead of either of those two teams. Um, people say, well, what about the Giants? I don't think the Giants really scare me. They had no, a they not, they had basically had, they did nothing in the off season. They tried. Um, they tried. They yeah. Aaron Judge, uh, LOL. Carl they Correa, tried to make LOL. it happen, but they didn't. They had their biggest signing was uh, Michael Conforto. So uh, Sean Manea, <laughs> Ross Manea Stripling, up, Mitch Haniger. Yeah. I'm just not really concerned about the Giants. I don't think the Giants now are the Giants in 2021 where they just like came out of nowhere and were a playoff team and everyone was like, who the, who are these giants? Like no one could figure out who was on the roster besides Buster Posey. Watch out for Hanny. Um, for who? Hanny bombs. 
Mm. So I definitely think that you take into consideration what the Diamondbacks did this offseason. They were smart with their money. They were smart with their roster. They made upgrades in some key places that I think they needed to. And then you add in, hopefully, the talent that these young guys are going to be bringing day in and day out. And if the bullpen can just be like held together by duct tape and not mess it up as many times as they messed it up last year, I think this team is a playoff team. So I think that I have them finishing third. I definitely have them finishing better than 71 and 91. Um, But that's just me. Um, Yeah, I have them third in the division. and I have them losing in three games in the first round of the wild card. Um, I think this can be a playoff team. I I don't think people are giving enough, putting enough stock in the fact that they have to, they don't get to have to play this division that much this year or as much as normal. They don't have to play the Dodgers as much. They don't have to play the Padres as much. They get to host a Boston Red Sox, for example, who are not good. They're not going to be good this year. That's a, that's a team you should beat. Like they they are they are exchanging probably the two best rosters in baseball in the Padres and the Dodgers. They have to play them less, so automatically you're having an easier schedule than you would have last year. Um, so I, I don't, I think this can be a playoff team. Um, I, like I said, I don't think they, that it'll be hard because they're not going to win the division. And I do think the Padres will take one of those spots. Um, but I've set my sights high with this team. I think they can be, I'm not going to sit here and be like, ah, oh, burn it down. I'm so disappointed if they don't make the playoffs, but I think, it, right. I, I don't think it's a, I, I don't think it's out of the picture. I think they can, this can be a playoff team. I think they, they, they lose in the first round of the wild card. Yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely um, won't be disappointed if they don't make it to the playoffs because we have to be realistic with our expectations of where this team is at right now. Um, And I do think they still need to make some blockbuster moves in the offseason or the trade deadline before they like are considered a serious contender because as much as i love these baby backs and don't get me wrong i love these baby backs like i will ride or die for these baby backs they can't contend with a roster like the dodgers roster like they are it's like david and goliath with those two rosters like literally so um i think payrolls you know if this season is another like Let's get on the right track, continue on the right road, develop, get everything settled and set up for our future. I'm happy with that, even if yeah. that means missing the playoffs. So am I. Um, if Pakoda's right and they go 71 and 91, fine. Like, I, that's whatever. Like, as long as they just keep progressing and keep going on the right path so that they can put themselves in a position to make big moves in an offseason or at the trade deadline and get some big names on this roster to help compete with the Dodgers. Guys, the first pitch of spring training was just thrown out. Is it oh. the Sox game? Mariners. Oh, I love it. Absolutely um, love it. Um, Charles Weddle Pike, I hope you're keeping track of the Red Sox counter. I'm at three. Um, that's $3. It, 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 uh, it was <laughs> relevant when I brought them up. Um, I think, um, yeah, so I'm excited for the season. I'm excited for the Diamondbacks. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they can kind of put together a team that uh, will put them in the right place to win in the future. Yeah. Mike, you dropping a bar. You mentioned David Goliath. David won that shit. Like David won that fight. Um, and also, you mentioned the the potential of of they're gonna have to make big moves. We heard from the D backs owner that they might if they're in the position to win. So I think if this team comes out of the gates hot and they get to the trade deadline, they have an opportunity to make an addition. I don't know. I don't think I'm ready for that. I think they still need to give themselves I, another season I, before I, they do something like that because the I last agree. thing I want to see is them get themselves wrapped into another yes, stupid expensive contract that they can't afford and that costs them like other players in the future like a fucking granky contract. Like I do not want to do no, that. No, I agree with you. I agree with you and I do think you, if you do something like that you run the risk of sure you might make the wild card this year but you might never not get you might never get back type thing. Yeah. Um but I do think, you know, 
I, I think this team, if everyone plays to their potential, could be a piece away, a third baseman away, a bullpen piece away yeah. from not necessarily being a World Series contender, but being a threat in the first round of the playoffs or something like that. Like, I think it's, I, I don't think they're that, that far away from being a potential playoff team. I think they're still a ways away from being a World Series contender, but I'm just saying that the potential's there. Um, and I would like to see it. I'd like to see them. I would just love for there to be a playoff game at Chase Field. Yeah. I would like to see that stadium full. I have been there for a full playoff game, and it was unreal. <sighs> it was so cool. That yeah. shit was packed from top to bottom, baby. They had the rally towels going. Oh, my God. It was freaking electric. All we got to do is get Shohei uh, right there. 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, underdog Fantasy, Sean. Also, tell us about them. 10 out of 10 recommend the Underdog Fantasy app. Um, as I've mentioned, you know, KD is getting here soon. There's going to be a lot of opportunities to make money with the pickums for the Phoenix Suns. Give me the higher on Chris Paul assists, the higher on everything DeAndre Aiden. I think that that boy won't eat. Um, but whether you're a basketball person or maybe maybe you're not a basketball person, maybe you're just a Suns person. All you know is the Suns and all you know is the Coyotes and all you know is the D-backs. Well, you can combine pickums of your favorite players from different teams and different sports to wait to make up to 20 times your money. And if you say you're not that confident, you could take insurance. You can get up to 10 times your money. And even if you miss a leg of your pickums, um, you'll still win. Um, so there's a lot of reasons why the Underdog Fantasy app is the best daily fantasy app. Um, and it's easy to get started. You just got to go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, sign up with promo code PHNX or FINKS, as Zach Gallon would say. Um, <laughs> Thanks. And Underdog will match your first deposit up to 100 bones. And as always, the exchange rate is one bone to one USD. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right. Let's round out down in the DMs with two more questions. We have one from Charles Waddell Pike. Thank you so much. CWP coming in hot with a Coyotes question. Um, with 24 games left, how many goals do you think Keller finishes the season with? Also, do you think Krause could possibly make a run at a 30-goal season? So as of right now, through 58 games, Clayton Keller has recorded 24 goals so far this season. Um, Lawson Krause has 19. Um, I think it's a little bit easier to tackle the Krauser question. I don't think this is going to be Krause's season to hit 30 goals. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I really wanted it for him. He was a guest on the PHNX Coyotes podcast before the season started, and he was talking about how badly he was working towards that 30-goal season, um, and I think he's going to fall a little bit short this year. Unfortunately, I really wanted it for him, but I just don't think there's enough time uh, for him to kind of reach that goal. With Clayton Keller, I don't know, Sean, what do you think? He has 24 goals right now. Um, I would love for him to hit that 40-goal mark. Do I think it's going to happen? 16 goals, 24 games. I... I'm going to say yes. I think it will. And you know what? I think both of them will hit it because they have to play a lot of home games. Um, and Mullet magic, baby. Mullet magic is a real thing. I, I They've talked about it a bunch on PHNX Coyotes. I think it's one of those things where you get to where these visiting players get to mullet and they're so overtaken by the environment and also sleep on how good, are the, how good the Coyotes can be. Meanwhile, the Coyotes have been doing this. They come out hot and they surprise teams. Um I think I think I think Clayton can hit that forty goal mark, and I think Krauser. Uh, listen, all this, you, you get one multi goal game, which Krauser's fully capable of doing. He's then he's right there. You just so I, I think it's, it's going to be tif difficult, but I, I do I do think both of them. I think Kraus can hit that thirty goal mark, and I think Kells will get forty goals. 
I think I'm going to put Keller around the 37, 38 mark, just falling a little bit short of that 40 goal. Um, And I just, I don't know. For some reason, I just have a feeling in my tummy that says Krauser's not going to be able to hit that 30 goal mark. Um, Maroon Ford does make a good point. If they if they trade Schmaltz, that will definitely that'll change a lot. Yeah, um, we also have to get through the trade deadline, yeah. and who knows what's going to happen with this team. And if they don't have the same type of um, puck movement and production that they've had so far this season, it's going to just decline rapidly. So um, I don't know. I don't really have a lot. <laughs> I'm hoping that they're going to start tanking effectively. Um, I will say that. Um, so I don't yeah. necessarily know if we're going to see the same production that we have seen from the goal scorers so far this season. I will say on the flip side of the Schmaltz thing, if they trade Schmaltz, there's a good chance that Lawson Krauss takes that spot on that first line. And if that happens, then Krauser might hit that 30 goal mark a little easier. So, um, I, I do think the trade deadline will change a lot, but, um, this team, this team, this is a tough team, man. Like I know we talk about the tank a lot, but they, these guys still they put up goals still sometimes. Um, they do. I I think they, they can hit the mark, but sure it, it it will do. not be easy. No, it will not. It is never easy. Um, <laughs> let's round it with our last question. This is a, a fun little question that we probably might get some pushback on because I think we have the same opinion. We on do this. have the same opinion, and we have the right. We have no. There is no opinion here. Uh, thank you, Andy Kwong, for setting this in. Random controversial question. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Um, Shane, I need you to take this off the screen for me because I need to look into the eyes of all of our listeners when I tell you pineapple absolutely belongs Damn on straight. pizza. Damn straight, it does. <laughs> Motherfuckers out here hating for I no reason. love pineapple on pizza. I'll tell you my pizza order. I get pineapple, pepperoni, hmm. and jalapeno. Ooh, Go oh, off, man. You got Damn. the spicy, the, spicy, the, the savory, sweet. the sweet. Oh, it's so good. And it I, is literally elite. I have a public service announcement. If you are a grown person that doesn't like cooked fruit, <laughs> grow up. Grow up. Like, that's what, oh, I don't like I don't like pie. I don't like cooked fruits. Grow up. I never understood why the, the controversy behind pineapple and pizza. Like, what is, it's not, it's not bad tasting. Like, Wait, Shane, are you a cook, anti-cooked fruit person? <laughs> I'm not anti-cooked fruit. The fruit just can't be warm. Nah, it nah. should be warm. It's amazing. I love how it's warm and then you bite into it and it's it's sweet and juicy. It's an I, amazing combination. I'm fine with apple pie. I literally I, pineapple love pineapple belongs pizza. on pizza. Thank you. I, see, my thing is hot fruit by itself is terrible. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're just well, if you're yeah. just like warming up your bowl of peach no, of like I, peaches, people, sliced peaches. People like fry pineapples. Oh not, no, fried, fried fruit. I'll totally do. I love good fried fruit. Goodbye. Fried ice cream also, banger. Goodbye. Uh, um, I My problem with a lot of pineapple on pizza is that usually it's like Hawaiian pizza. It's got ham on it. Yeah. Not a huge ham on pizza guy. I like yeah. ham, but I'm not a huge ham on pizza guy. It does. It's amazing. You have to try pineapple, pepperoni, and jalapeno. The pineapple and jalapeno sounds mm. money. That's a great take. That sounds, that sounds money. It's I'm a big onion guy, so I might yes. sub the onion yep. for... Yep. For uh, or I, I might sub the, the pepperoni for onion or just add onion onto it. You could um, add onion with yeah, the pepperoni. Yeah, why not? Dude, uh... Uh, I'm because my go-to pizza order is is just onions and sausage. I love it. Um, onions are so good. Jalapenos are so mm. good. You and my and dad would get along. So my dad puts onions on everything. Um, I love onions. Shane, will you scroll up for me on the comments? This got some people talking in the chat. Uh, very controversial opinion, I guess, which I think we knew. Um, Jan, Paul, Edward, Dadios. Let's go, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> He definitely agrees. Daniel also agrees. Elizabeth says no. Uh, Mikey Desert Cardinal says pineapple is great on pizza. Sly says blasphemy. Um, Jose is saying pineapple pizza and green chili. Ooh, that sounds ooh, really okay, good. 
That sounds amazing. Um, uh, Jose, wait, Checkered Life saying yes. Agree, pineapple on pizza. Connor saying I'm a ham, chicken, bacon, barbecue guy. Anti-barbecue really pizza. Anti-barbecue pizza. I'm not a barbecue. I love barbecue, but I, I, if I want to get pizza, I want. It's the same way I feel about white pizza. Like I love it, but also I just I want marinara. White, mm, white pizza goes fair. crazy. White Chris, pizza does go crazy. Chris saying pineapple, bacon, jalapeno. That would probably be Ooh, really good too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that would be really good. Hey, Mac, saying, what do you know about pepperoncini? Mm. I love pepperoncini. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. A little pepperoni. <clears throat> Leah eats pepperoni straight out of the jar. Yeah, I'll do that too. I, I don't do it, but I would do it. I should say. I'm not sure if uh, I do that. Um, I might have to be high on OGs if I did that. <laughs> if you yeah, high on OGs, you can put damn near anything on a pizza, and I'll probably eat it. I'll eat Charles anchovy is pizza. not a pineapple and pizza guy. I don't know. Mikey agreeing, saying he loves onions, pineapple, onions, and jalapeno. Yeah, that would probably. I, be I will really say, good. I never order pineapple on pizza. I love it, but I never order it. Oh, I like if always. it's there, I'll happily eat it. And I think people that shit on it are dumb. But I, I. I never order pineapple. See, this I is, always order this it. This is a a topic that go, is so drastic one way or the other. Yeah. People love it or hate it. I think it's fine. I don't yeah. think it's great. I, I don't think it's bad. It's I fine. love it, but I, I am I'm with you in the sense that, like I said, I, it's not it's not so good. That it's like I need it on my pizza. Like I would I would rather have just a pepperoni pizza. or I'd rather have my onions and sausage. But if it's there, I'm eating it. That's Absolutely. Fair. That's fair. Um, well, like I mentioned, if we were going to be eating all these things, I think I need to take an OGs because mm-hmm. the OGs, they help me with my munchies and I love eating when I take so an OGs. So do I. I, I don't, it tastes better. You know? I don't like eating without OGs, to be honest with you. Like yeah. I, I need one if I want, food's not going to taste as good. Yeah, absolutely. The orange creamsicle OGs, <laughs> so good. Just take an orange creamsicle, mm. give yourself like two hours. And then eat an orange creamsicle popsicle. Get your snacks oh. going, get your pineapple on your pizza delivered, like just amazing absolutely delightful um but if you want to try their new happy balance gummies you absolutely can because it's official their og's new strawberries and cream happy balance gummies are live and on the shelves they are a cbd thc 101 ratio gummy and i cannot recommend them enough they have officially unseated orange creamsicle as my favorite og's gummy which was really hard to do i never thought it would happen but it has happened I can't recommend them enough. Pizza is pizza when you're high. Fact. Fact. Absolute bars, Pedro. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for uh, backing up my argument. Um, <laughs> make sure that you check out your local dispensary. You can pick up the Happy Balance strawberries and cream OG's gummies there along with any other OG's gummy you would like to have. They are the best scratch-made THC gummies in the state of Arizona because they are made in Arizona. But as always, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy. You can also check them out on OG'sBrands.com. One other thing that is not controversial is Bad Birdie has the best golf gear ever. If you want to look bad, don't buy Bad Birdie. But But if if you want to look look bad, bad. (laughs) you got to get Bad Birdie. Yeah. (laughs) Their golf gear is so good. They have everything that you could want. Polos, long sleeves, hats, hoodies, joggers men's women's whatever you need bad birdie golf has got you covered they just dropped six new polos three new quarter zips and two new hats the people at phnx have been rocking them on the daily all you have to do is head over to badbirdiegolf.com and use promo code phnxbb15 to get 15 percent off your entire order and you can look fly uh golf season is here everybody i don't know if you know but february is the beginning of golf season here in arizona it's finally not insane to go out uh, golfing in the early mornings because you won't freeze to death. No, I know. Shay, did you get a new lid yet? He's shaking his head sadly. No. Not um, yet. He has not yet. I actually just have to check my email. I don't understand how they 
dude. Lost and found airport airlines, the worst. I will say, if I was working in an airline and someone was like, because especially if I didn't know how good Bad Brody was, and someone was like, I lost my hat, I'd be like, dope. Good for you. <laughs> Buy a new one. I'm not going through the trouble of sending you a hat. Literally called them 30 minutes after I got off my flight and gave them the seat number it was under. Yeah, that's tragic. Mike saying that's he tough. wishes OGs was in New Mexico. I'm sorry, Mike. That's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, Mike saying Denver Broncos are going to need some OGs after watching BJ's defense. We're just <laughs> not going to get there yet. We're not going to think about it because also, it'll stress me out. Brett's pineapple chicken and onions, Szechuan pizza. Mm. Ooh, that I mean, sounds hungry. good. Connor saying a baddie wearing bad birdie. Baddies only wear bad birdie. It's a fact. You fact. have to be a baddie to wear bad birdie. <laughs> um, all right, guys, I'm going to Nashville. Um, I'm super excited. If you be see safe. some drunk tweets happening over the weekend, just know it's my alter ego, not me tweeting from my accounts. Just kidding. I will tweet responsibly always. Stay away from cowboys. Do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that's possible. Like That thought, specifically I, goes against my DNA. I, I thought at first you were mad. You were like, how dare you talk about cowboys? <laughs> you're like, no. Of course I'm going to be around cowboys. Well, that's the only way to go to Nashville. <laughs> Although they're not really cowboys. They're, you know what, we call them rhinestone cowboys. They're you know what they cowboys. say about... Never mind. I'm not finishing that. <laughs> Super excited to go to Nashville. I hope you guys all have a wonderful and safe weekend as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to like, subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out. We will see you next Friday at 1230. Bye, everybody.